You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, this is April with Bless Your Heart, and welcome to episode 28. And when this comes out, it is July 8th, and I am here today with Brian Bixby. Um, but for right now, you're listening to Bless Your Heart on the You Gonna Meow podcast network, and you can find us at www.yougonnameow.com. Or if you don't want to type all that in, we now have ygmpn.com. Uh, you can email me at april at yougonnameow.com. Uh, you still have to spell it out on my email. <laughs> um, and while you're at the network, check out some of our other shows. We have VHS Vengeance with Dave Lowry and Nick Puente. They watch really horrible movies and then make them for funny for you. Uh, Angelically Challenged is kind of, um, kind of a funny little skit show done by Allison Troy and Angelique Harrington. Uh, we have the Boo Ha Ha with Emily Faye Coleman. She's your ghostess. And uh, don't forget Marriage Survival Boot Camp with me and Damon uh, talking about why our marriage works and how come we don't know. Uh, and then uh, we'll tell you how not to know about yours too. Um, and then coming August 1st, we have No Dog Radio with the Vault Dweller. It's that weird friend of Christopher Boatwright's. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on. I don't even know if this is a good idea, but uh, stay tuned, I guess. All right, and uh, so welcome to Bless Your Heart. I have Brian Bixby with me, one of the semifinalists for Portland's Funniest Person Contest. We're saying it like it's like you're winning the presidency. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like 50 of us in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, hey, you made it past the first round. I mean, there was, what, yeah. 250 of us when it started? Yeah, some, somewhere over 200. Some yeah. are ridiculous yeah. number of people, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I was in the finals last year, so I'm still failing no. so far. <laughs> but you're failing well. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm failing. I'm on top of the pile of Of losers. shit. Yeah. yeah, it's better to be on top of the pile of shit than under the bottom pile of shit. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> it's easier I mean, to breathe up here. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Well, it depends on the wind, it too. It smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have showered. No. Um, so give us, tell everybody who you are, what you do, why you do it, how to find you if they want to find you. Uh, well, I'm Brian Bixby. I'm, uh, I'm a comedian. Uh, I do... I do, uh, I do jokes. Uh, very good, very hopefully good. Hopefully funny jokes. <laughs> I like I'm I'm a I'm a dirty comic. Some have said I, I don't think I'm that dirty, but people people will see me and then be like, "Man, you're you're filthy. You're absolutely filthy." And but it's, you're you're you don't say things that are terribly filthy, but just your um, I think it's the persona <laughs> the and the whole I, like the appearance. movement. Yeah, maybe the movement. Oh yeah, maybe they just mean my shirt. Change your. I shirt. mean, like <laughs> finger fucking your belly button on stage. Yeah. Come oh, on. Yeah. People, I mean, people love that. People love it. <laughs> That's I my was favorite joke. Because I'm because I'm hosting at uh, Harvey's for Mo Mandel this weekend. Exactly. And yes. uh, I was standing outside smoking a cigarette during the late show, and a car of people from I'm assuming the early show was driving by because. I, I I was just I was smoking and then I just heard somebody say, "Let me fuck your belly button." <laughs> it was You've from a car. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "You're like, oh my yeah, god!" Yeah, like, I'm wow. Was, people are <laughs> quoting me to That's me, but awesome. still, yeah. That's awesome. Hey, I quote so many comics, and my husband and I do. I mean, and surely you're probably do the same thing where you have favorite quips that you'll pull out for various reasons. Uh, only my own. Only Just my your own? own? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, see, like, um, Damon and I, when we do Marriage Survival Boot Camp, I have to 
I'm not as much of an habit as he is because I get on stage, but my husband tends to quote people like all the time. And so he'll get in here and he'll be like, let's get into it. And I'm like, okay, that's David Tell's stuff. So we're going to have to cut that out, you know, because he he uses it as his own. And I'm like, okay, I got to go back and cut that out because you're not David Tell. And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and if it was just us and I wasn't into comedy, it might not be so bad. But because I'm doing comedy, I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Well, like people do that in in comedy all the time, just... uh, especially with Atel, for one. Atel's a big one for, like, a lot of people I know have had, like, have either had before where they got over it or they still do it now where they pick up his cadence, his, like... Atel's cadence is real easy to pick up. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's it's very rhythmic. It's good that way. But, yeah, I I don't... uh, Occasionally, some, like, the topic will come up and I'll think of a joke that I like that somebody does and I'll quote that, but... I yeah, yeah I try to uh, try to avoid, but it's hard when you're do especially I think especially when you're doing stand up yeah. starting out to not kind of quote or kind of take little pieces from your favorites. Oh sure, yeah. Karina Lucas. I mentioned her at least mm, once every three shows for the same joke, and I'm going to tell it to you. I love it. <laughs> it's like don't do ca- cocaine unless you have enough to last a lifetime. Like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just <laughs> that's a good joke. <laughs> it, yeah, it's one of my favorite. I'm like, yeah, it's it, it's a, it's that nice little take on like if you don't have enough for everybody, don't bring. You know, it's just if you don't have enough to live off of it, then don't do it. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's perfect. I love her too. I got to get Karina in here too. So yeah, she's really funny. She yeah. Is. So one of the things we were talking about when you first came in is we were talking about our our scene crowd, and I don't mean click, but the crowd that you I'm good yeah. for lack of a better term born into because yeah I mean I think I, I've always heard of it as like our your class or like okay, your, yeah, yeah. yeah your yeah, sort like of that. your class of of comics that you started with sort of and it's very like lenient as far as like we yeah. started in the same year but like you know 10 months apart or anything like well, that yeah, it's yeah. like I don't I don't know what it is really but like it's it's sort of like a feel like okay you're as into it as I am right. and like you're sort of at a, the same point together and you and just recognize that. Yeah, and you can talk about it kind of on a on a on a technical level with each other that yeah. you both understand yeah, at you your have level. The, you yeah. have like kind of the same level of experiences which you know is more than when you just start and there's you have no experience but it's way less than you know, somebody right. who's been doing it for a long time. It's just the little starting out experiences that we all have now. Like, now we all know enough to talk about, like, oh, man, what about when you got to do comedy for the just the bartender? Like, and it's like a weird, like... like how do you make the bartender laugh? Because yeah, he's yeah. seen all your shit. After yeah. a few years, you start to collect just those, those, like, starting out stories. And then you talk about that with those people. Exactly. And that's fun. Yeah. And, then it, and then your class splits off into cliques. I guess it is like high school. So you got your class. Yeah, I mean, people, and people do, I don't mean, like, people get into, like, cliques. Well, do you mean, like... I don't mean cliques like bad... I mean, cliques like you've got your LGBTQ group. What, like, they have certain shows and stuff that they do a lot. And, you know, they have people who kind of hang on the edges yeah. and they come in and go and out. And people who just kind of, like, they, they work together a lot. Right, and like right, you right. see them always producing shows together exactly. and like doing stuff like, like Marcus that. Like Marcus yeah. and Zane and all them are together a lot. And they have like, uh, I see them do things together. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a weird little community. It's funny. It can be contentious, but at the same time, everybody is... 
I, th I think like if everybody, somebody came into Portland and like attacked the comedy scene, like the entire comedy scene would stand up and be like, well, we're going to have to kick your ass and then we'll go back to fighting with ourselves. But kind of that brother and sister thing. Yeah. I like the community in Portland pretty good. I've heard people complain that it can be a little touchy um, just because it's the, that far side of the liberal coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you talk about being a dirty comic. I'm the same way. I don't necessarily curse a whole lot on stage, but when I do, I throw out some good ones like a cunt or, you know, because I really like that that punch yeah, to the face yeah. that it gives people. So yeah. I like to throw out the occasional cunt every mm -hmm. now and just then. Just throw one out in the audience yeah, and see, how, see if they bat it around. I've gone like on a stage <laughs> just because uh, somebody was on stage before and said, oh, you... A man can't say cunt on stage, and then I just open with cunt. <laughs> I just hey, say look cunt. at that. It came I right. Call, I called Karina a cunt one time. <laughs> <laughs> was she uh, upset? or no, she laughed. She Everybody was like, laughed. It was funny. Good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, at least, you know. <laughs> I think that's why I like comedy, because I'm one of those people that believe that words only have as much power as you give them or you allow them to have. So I, I think that's the thing that we all do, that we all recognize that word, words have certain power and you can, you can massage that power. And it's so fun. It's so fun. I learned something mm -hmm. at Portland's Funniest not long ago, how to suck the air out of the room. I did this accidentally. I'm not saying I did this on purpose. I accidentally sucked the air out of the room and then but the punchline saved it so that was that was good the setup was so bad that the but the punchline saved it and then later i walked away going you can use that like if you can construct a joke like i didn't construct that joke to do that but if you can construct a joke to yeah to, to fuck with everybody that's beautiful and you're really good i, I love watching i watched you perform for the semifinals and it was really great because you did have the crowd you had them you were telling the the joke about your belly button and and uh i'm not going to tell your joke but <laughs> uh, you were telling the joke about the belly button and just your actions and the way that you were like kind of panning the crowd with the actions the place was howling all the comedians behind me were doubled over on the floor so if you've got all them laughing i think you're doing okay yeah that was well, that was a really fun show too. it was that just was, like yeah. i mean the the crowd there's always so like open and excited it's sort of like and people always talk about like going on stage at at helium like you have this this sense of confidence that you don't get anywhere else because the crowd is so like there yeah, for you yeah. they're there with you and they right. they really want to laugh like i i have yeah i always have a great time there like, yeah the, the crowds are into anything i've never my dirtiest jokes have never never done poorly them. on that stage so it's it, I, I've, you know what? And I gotta say, for somebody who has been in it for a year, you've gotta say, and I've, I've performed at Helium maybe six times, open mics, classes, that sort of thing, and I've never failed on that. Now, other places around town, I have just same jokes, blow it out. Oh, yeah, water. yeah. I've bombed hard every on every stage in town, yeah. Now, something I was saying, now you're opening up this weekend at Harvey's. Now, I said I was going to release your show tomorrow, but now that I, I, I remember, now that you've reminded me that you're opening for DJ, because we interviewed DJ and let that episode go yesterday. So what we'll do is I'll, up, I'll get this one uploaded today, so we'll release it on the 7th, and then we'll, we'll um, that way you can help kind of pimp it around. But So you're going to be at Harvey's tonight, and then you're opening, and then DJ, who I talked to yesterday, and we talked about the struggle and did you know that he teaches comedians about how to handle the finance part of this no i didn't, he didn't you should it. talk to him he has like a presentation and everything i'm pretty he had i mean just the as soon as i met him and we were talking a little in the green room he had a lot of 
interesting like tips and just like some some things that he's just like like we were talking about the contest mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys talked about that at Not all really. but like he was just like telling me about like yeah like going to all the like afterwards you know if you like if you don't advance or anything and going to the judges and asking like well what or like trying to see like what you did wrong what you could do better you know what hmm. you did well and all that and like he was telling me about uh the um uh, what was it the uh some what is i can't remember the name of the comedy west western comedy i have no some idea. festival some yeah something okay. that but like just the the years in but the year in between like going up one year and not like placing at all and then Asking, asking the and then okay. working on that, and then the next year getting like fourth place or something like that. Like, See, now you're per- you're um, competing against Amanda Arnold, who, yeah. who is somebody else I need to get in here. And Amanda Arnold actually was one of the people who picked the talent for the Undertow Festival this yeah. year. Yeah, she worked and with Tori. Tori Ward. Yeah, and Tori Ward, yep. And I had sent her a video, and you know, I didn't get in, but I volunteered. But that's a good idea. I should contact Amanda and go, okay, so tell me what you did or did not like. You know, especially what you didn't like and why. You know, that was just a good idea. That's a really good idea. I've never thought about that. Yeah, he's full of good information and just totally willing to give it out. It's really nice. So Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, he even, he was like, he then he was talking about, uh, kind of like promoting shows and getting shows getting people out to shows through uh like dating apps and like so like things like that like meetup groups and things like that that's like a great getting, idea like hey i'm doing the show i'll be in town this day and like yeah he was like he's talking about having all the that's uh, a all fantastic the, yeah. idea see and i'm married i'm not on a dating app but now i feel like i gotta get on a dating app and be like april's uh, not that anybody's gonna come <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean so one of the things we were talking about when you first came in is you were talking about being a ginger um i have you ever done your 23 and me no, no, I haven't. You're pretty sure you're Irish I'm or pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. I yeah, I don't. I guess I guess I don't. Uh, I don't care enough to pay for you don't it. Get, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, I, I'm, I, th- I don't know if you've heard me talk about doing the 23 and Me, but um, in my family, we have. I have this thing going on in my family right now because when I was growing up, we had stories about um, Indians in our family. Uh, American Indians. And uh, my mom had black hair and black eyes and pale skin. And my dad had black hair and black eyes and pale skin. So we're like, okay. And then every once in a while, a redhead pops out of our family. And we're all see-through. I mean, you're just as see-through as I am. So it's like we're all see-through. And every once in a while, a redhead pops out. And we're like, okay, how is this possible? And we're all born blonde, which is even weirder. And it turns out after doing 23andMe, because I wanted to know how much Indian we had in us. I wanted to know if that's where that black hair comes from. Uh, no, we're black Irish. We're, I'm like 56% English and then just broadly Scandinavian. Oh, okay. like yeah. I am so white, 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 white. Like yeah. I'm a walking see-through person. That it, I'm with you. I avoid the sun. You were saying that you know your directions north, yeah, south, yeah. east, I, west. I pay yeah. attention to where the shadows of the buildings and like the okay, is there is there a building blocking? Which side of the street do I have to be on? Like when I'm when I'm walking down the street, I'll look ahead and I'll see which side the has sun more is. shade. <laughs> like yeah, I do that too, but I don't have the f- the wherewithal to be like okay, I, I know I, that the sun is in to. the east. I, 
just a couple of minutes in the sun and I start kind of turning red. I don't yeah. I don't like the feeling of it. Your I'm eyebrows disappear. I can see your eyebrows disappear. Yeah, so, yeah, probably. you're you're far 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 more Irish yeah, than I, I am. And it's so. well, it's well, it's weird because I don't I honestly don't know if I even am Irish, but like I'm the only redhead in my family. Like there's uh-huh. well there's a couple of people who are close, but they're closer okay. to like a blonde, but I'm the only ginger in my family, and I know that there is uh, Native American like heritage on both sides of my family. I, it's not something that like stuck around or anything. Like nobody's (laughs) like, but like a few generations ago, like it was. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. Well, see, in our family, it's the same thing. My mom and dad had um, all a bunch of blonde-headed, blue-eyed children who grew up with sandy brown hair and pale skin. And then Deborah was born with red hair, green eyes, and freckles. And then Deborah had three children: two dark hair, dark eyes, one redhead with green eyes and freckles. Like so, uh, yeah. There's there's a it's it's weird how pale it, it's it's uh, I, I hate the sun. That's why I moved out here. Are you from Oregon? No, no, no. I'm from Wisconsin. That's right. That's Wisconsin. right. You talk about that. Yeah. That's that accent. Yeah. yeah See, I, I hear it when you say Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I let myself. I usually I I try not to say it with the accent. Just Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's there. It's there, uh, but don't worry. Yeah. I don't feel like Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I don't know how people say it. Like Wisconsin. 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 Well, that's a southern thing yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I'm southern. Well, I'm like, Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin and like yeah. <laughs> But yeah, or Wisconsin or yeah, you know, Southerners Wisconsin. are gonna put extra consonants and vowels in it, especially yeah. long vowels. Yeah, yeah. we put a weird yeah in, in all the words. I don't well, know. you're you're that's closer up to the top of the United States, so you're gonna get some of that that Canadian so a little bit of Canadian yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. a little because so like, yeah, I feel like Minnesotans are just Canadians. They just they got on the right side or the wrong side yeah. of the the line. Yeah, they pretty much depends yeah, they, on how you look at it. They are. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it, it, the Midwestern uh, accent. Now that I've been away for so long, like I haven't been there in three years, a little over three years ago, okay. I moved away from there. Uh, and now when I hear it, like I had to call the DMV. In, Minis- in Minneapolis mm-hmm. because I had to do some stuff with my license and just talking to the receptionist I'm like Jesus these people sound horrible <laughs> she's like well we can fix that for you right here let's just pick that, that let's see if we can pull that up how sweet but it was and it was so like it took me months because I was I was I had to wait on I was trying to get a job, and I had to pay a fine, and then I had to get my license reinstated, and then I had to get a driving record and all this stuff. But I had to, like, I sent it in, and it took over a month. And I called after, like, three weeks. I'm like, why is it taking so long? And they're like, well, you know, our, uh, we don't really have the updated system. <laughs> So all of our stuff is still going on old equipment. So it, we only send out, we do it all by hand. <laughs> we only send out the letters once a month at the end of the month. So you got to wait. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're stuck in the 1950s. They're Canadians from the 1950s is the Midwest. That's that's something. The, you know, I, it's the flyover states, and I've never been out there, but I've met a few people who are from, uh, like, I have a cousin who married a girl from the cheese state. 
Wisconsin? Is that Wisconsin? That's the cheese state. Why yeah. am I? What am I thinking of? Potatoes. Potatoes, That's Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, yeah, she's from Wisconsin too. She had some weird. Um, she used to talk about some cheer where like the girls would do these cheers and then they would something about cheese and then they would turn their thumbs upside down and go something about cheese, cheese, cheese and like like they're milking the udders. Yeah, oh, and they Jesus. would do it to each other. <laughs> yeah, like here I'm gonna put my hand down. One girl would do this. And then the others would, like, milk. Milk the other girl going, cheese, cheese, oh, cheese. Geez. So what I did was I clapped. Did they do this at, like, football games? And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. I never saw that. But, yeah. Okay, so you didn't have, like, really intense no, cheese girls no, in your high school? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little provocative. It yeah. is a little provocative, but, you know, that's... I don't know. I think about... I was listening to... Um, what was that song, I Want to Be a Cowboy? Have you ever listened to that? I want to be a... Uh, a cowboy from the 80s? Uh, I might. I've heard a lot of cowboy songs from the 80s. Like, I, I'm from Hillbillyville, <laughs> so I know... You're from Hillbilly But Hill? I, don't, I, don't, I don't recognize the song. If I heard the song, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, it's, it's a song from the 80s. It's not a big deal. But I was listening to it, and I realized suddenly, like, it's real dirty. And I'm like, no wonder they wouldn't play it at our high school dances. Now, why did I never pay? Like, I knew two Love Cruise album, top to bottom, every song in order on the album. I had it in vinyl. But this one, super dirty. Of course they won't play two Love Cruise at the song. And I'm like, what? And I never could figure out why they wouldn't play certain songs like that. And now I'm going back and finding them. And I'm like, these are all dirty, dirty songs. Yeah, it's they're filthy. Musicians are filthy. Well, especially you know, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Comedians are filthy too. Like, is it? So what is it? What is it? uh, Is it country song or? Well, I want to be a cowboy. Oh well, here it's um it's an eighties like pop song. It's uh, oh wow yeah it's a it's a let's see I know I've got it in here and I'm probably oh I want to rock. That's what I was listening to on the way in here. I want to be a cowboy. You'll know this when you hear it. Yeah. And I'm probably going to get pulled off of YouTube. I'm not on YouTube. I'm kidding. I don't recognize. This is a weird song, too. Okay. I am from the South. Yeah, you should know what you're talking about, I guess. (laughs) I've never heard this. By a band called Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, you should have mentioned that because I would have been like, nope. <laughs> I have no clue. That doesn't sound good. Wow. No. Okay, well, April's old, so anyway, back to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the podcast. I'm old, but that's all right. But yeah. <laughs> That's another thing about comedy coming into this. I'm 46 coming into this. This is a little late. But it's still fun. I'm enjoying well, I mean, it. Like, I don't know. And I'm young, so I, I don't know if I can have any room to speak on it. Like, I started when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, uh, but I think, I don't, I don't think it really matters that much. Like, with the, I mean, you look at, like, Rodney Dangerfield or, like. Uh, yeah, he, uh, like. He was, like, he was. I think he was well into his 50s by the time he was doing comedy. Like, Wasn't he a siding uh, salesman or something like that? Yeah, he was like an aluminum siding salesman. And like, I know there was some kind of uh, like 
fraud stuff or something. That's, oh, that's I why know. I had to go back to comedy. Is because I didn't know that at like, all. Yeah, yeah. He, so he he left that business because of like some <laughs> some legal stuff. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but yeah, he. I mean, a lot of comics start late. All you really like, you got you have more. Uh, you have more experiences to talk about on stage, I suppose. And you know, like, you know yourself more where, like, somebody who's, like, in, somebody, like, in, in our 20s, it's, like, I'm trying to figure out who I, who I am on stage. Right. Like, what my persona and what my point of view is and just who the fuck I am in life. So, right. it, like, I think that that uh, makes it a little, and that's probably why I have nothing but dick and pussy jokes and fucking that's all I'm thinking about all that's the time. That's all you were, yeah. Like, uh. Yeah, my jokes, my jokes vary, but I've encountered an interesting problem, I think, for a female is telling stories about being young and um, like things that young girls do. And when you start talking about the things that young girls do in private, wow, people get uncomfortable really fast. Yeah, well, I think that that's the... Uh, I mean, I think, well, for one, I think it's that's the important thing about talking about that kind of stuff. Like, right. to me, like, I mean, yeah, people get uncomfortable when I start talking about certain things. You know, some people, uh, especially like the crowd at Harvey's, can be a little conservative. And when I'm up there, really? like, oh, so everybody eats ass, right? <laughs> we're all, <laughs> we're we're all, all on board. And I'm talking about buttholes. And, like, I've got, you know, I'm like, and I'm, I'm talking about... <laughs> Like eating ass or fucking my belly button, and like I'm looking out at all these people with like food on their tables, <laughs> and, and like they're it's delightful. Like they dress to come out. My crowd is the kind of people who don't dress to come out. <laughs> like they don't. They just they're like, does this wear smell? What they were wearing no, yesterday. okay, yeah, this will do. Yeah, yep. I, I, yeah, I, I understand. So, so, but I think I think it's still just to get rid of the the stigma of it or whatever. Just yeah. Talk, talking about uh, sex in like a very open way, or talking sure. about uh, drug use, or like abortion, anything like that, yeah. to me is. I mean, that's not all I'm trying to do. Sometimes I just want to say really dirty or horrible things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes. I wrote my cunt joke just to say cunt, just to so I could say it and make people just. Because I'm like, I don't understand why you're so worried about four little letters. You're, you follow me on Facebook, right? Yeah. Okay, did you see my post about my car tag? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, the cunt. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Trying to get the... The word cunt yeah, on my car tag. Cunt. Yeah, it, it failed. It failed horribly. But now I have this car tag that says NTO-HP. And then the joke is, is it took less than 24 hours for some kid to put a V on the end of it. So now my car tag reads N2HPV. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's it's a giggler. It's a giggler. I like it. So. Um, yeah, it's, but I do. I really love that word. And I think I, I had a website called cuntclub.org. Like, I make no bones about it. And it, Cunt's a good word. It's it one is. of those, like, it's a, it's a powerful word. Like, it is. Right. If you want to make an impression and silence. I don't think, like, I mean, some people want to do away with it. I think that's ridiculous. I think... You keep cunt, you put it right up. I mean, cunt is right up there with, like, fuck and, like, all, like, just the strong, yeah, like. the strong ones, yeah, like, definitely. Oh, it feels so good to say it. Like, it when does. you're, like, it's really, like, 
mad, like you just so like ah, oh, mm-hmm. cunt, oh yeah, yeah, like it's, it's a relief, yeah, it's yeah, like popping it's, a zit almost, yeah, it's like oh, that was beautiful, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put, yeah, I like that, I I will start saying that saying the word cunt is like popping a zit, it's really horrible, but it feels so good when it's over, yeah, I don't know, the pressure's it's off, just, it's just yeah. the way it's it's mm-hmm. said, it's perfectly, designed. in fact, I'm gonna call this um, episode um, popping a zit. Uh, I think I don't know. What do you think I should call this episode, Brian? Uh, the cunt I mean, episode. The, <laughs> the cunt. You the put put periods between all the letters, so oh, somebody yeah. everybody thinks it's like, oh, what is what See? is is this like an operation? Some well, kind of a <laughs> <laughs> operation cunt. Yeah, I mean, do you know where the word comes from? Cunt. Yeah. Other than England and in Australia. Uh. I yeah I don't I don't know I think uh, yeah it was probably just a just a it, somebody saw a cunt and, yeah, was and they're like, like yeah, no that looks like a cunt yeah not. that's a well, that's a you, brutal cunt that's a brutal one <laughs> if you read any historical fiction at all you'll come across the word cunny and that is a popular word that a lot of I've seen in a lot of uh, literature used to that women used, yeah. like go wash your cunny. Yeah, That's it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the the cunny and the cunny. Maybe maybe that maybe people are like, ah, oh, cunny. I can't. That sounds too childish for. Is cunny like the soft a of the n word? And <laughs> like cunt you call, is so you fucking cunt. Like yeah. no, you. It's <laughs> no hard t. No hard t, you asshole. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we found. Oh, hmm. Yeah, I'm writing jokes as I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm just like, oh, I know what I'm saying on stage next week. Um, so, do you have a bless your heart story? We're about 30 minutes in. This is about where I start asking for people's stories. So, All right. uh, so it's like failure, a time that you failed, or like. Well, here it's either a na- naivety or failure. So, I'll give you the quick example of mine. When I was a kid, I had an uncle that had a sunflower farm, and he told me that his job was to go out and turn all the sunflowers every day to face the sun and that's what sunflower and then I would go outside at the end of the day and all the sunflowers would be facing the house and I was a teenager before I realized that that is not what how sunflowers face the sun and that they do it automatically that it doesn't take a person out there turning them (laughs) so oh bless your heart you're an idiot that kind of thing so it can or failure uh I think I'd go with probably failure (laughs) uh those are so easy to find I don't know about you but yeah, I, I mean, and I don't really like. Okay, so yeah, all right. So I moved uh, before I came here. I moved from Wisconsin to Alaska to work on a tourism boat mm-hmm. out on the out in the bay and on the ocean. And uh, I had to take a drug test. I knew when I got there, and I had like I put all my money into a plane ticket to get to Alaska. I had I think a hundred dollars left in my pocket when I went there. And so before I left, I quit smoking weed for a month, a full month. Like you do. Yeah, of course. And then so I get up there, and the first day we had to take the drug test, and then you had to wait for the results to come back. And it's, uh, it's, it was through the Coast Guard, which is a much stricter test. Mm. So a week later, I was working on the boat, and I got a call that, because I didn't have a phone, and there was a call from the lab. Oh, no. <laughs> and I knew that probably wasn't good. So I uh, I went, and I talked to them, and they're like, uh, and I'm like, I, I, I haven't smoked in a month. You and gave it up for the job. They're like, 
and they told me the the guy said there is no possible way that you quit that you haven't smoked marijuana in a month because I tested ten times over. <laughs> The Ooh. limit of like what they're, it was like a 15 parts per million, and I was at like 150. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much, I smoked so much weed in the years before that, and I'm fat, so it. Yeah, it's fat soluble. So yeah, like it's fat soluble. So. Me, me, and my, me and my best friend both went up, both failed our drug tests, both had quit. Some, yeah, it was, so that was. That I mean, sucks. And then like, and they were providing my housing, they were providing oh. my job. I didn't have a job, and I had to move out. Like a day later. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, bless well, your I'm heart. In Alaska. Oh, bless your heart. You're in a oh, and that's a bad place to be stuck. Yeah, it's uh, it was. Oh. It, and I don't want to finish the story because I, I like to leave it on that cliffhanger <laughs> where I'm <laughs> I'm stranded in Alaska. Well, you're here now, so I'm yeah, gonna assume it, it works out. <laughs> yeah, let's pretend there's a bunch of adventure and shit in between. You fought like I had bears to, yeah, coming down the coast the, and lived out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Found the, Grizzly Man's wrist mm-hmm. or something. A Grizzly Man's wrist. Did you ever watch Grizzly Man the movie? No. Oh man, that's a that's a it's a documentary by Werner Herzog. Is that the guy who the very last video is of him being attacked by a bear? Yeah, but they yeah. don't show the the <gasps> stupid fucking. It's such a dumb movie because I was so like, oh this guy's this guy's gonna get eaten by a bear, and it's a bad movie throughout the whole because th- it's just his documented footage and he's oh. Oh, the bears and like it's oh yeah whatever. Get to the eating, like uh, get to the mauling already. Like I'm <laughs> I so I was so like excited for it because it was it, it was recorded like audio was recorded on the guy's camera. There was no mm-hmm. video, but there's audio of the bear attacking, attacking. him and, and his and you girlfriend. can hear him screaming yeah, and all that. Yeah. yeah, and like and then like toward the end of the movie, Werner Herzog like listens to the recording on like headphones and then tells the guy you need to destroy this nobody should listen to this that's bullshit total just like cock block on everybody who watched that movie everybody who was and that wasn't in the that should have been at least in the description like you're the actual not audio is not there yet death and and they wouldn't have but they wouldn't have sold any nobody wants to just watch yeah nobody some idiot out I know we got bear. like what are you doing what are you doing out there with grizzly bears <sighs> Is the audio there? Is it anywhere? Can it be I, gotten? I don't know. I've ne- See, I mean, now I've I'm, I want to hear it. Now I'm sure people it. have, but I mean, there was, you know, the one recording. All right. Well, let me ask you some really sick, disgusting questions. Are you, in, are you into, like, if you know that there's, like, the Saddam Hussein hanging, did you go watch that? Uh, I mean, do I have to pay? No, no, it was on no the internet. No admission, admission. Oh, it's, oh, it's on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like in the town square. <laughs> no, no, no. Saddam Hussein was like taken by by whoever got him. I forget who got him, but they grabbed him and they hung him in the town square and somebody caught yeah, it I'd on video. That. So I watched I'd that. Watch that. Yeah, see, th- I wonder about those sorts of things because when I was growing up, have you ever heard of Faces of Death? Oh, uh, yeah. It was yeah. VHS videos that used to come out in the 80s. My brother was really big into them, so I've seen, like, all of them, and I'm so fucking twisted from all that shit because I was, like, 14, 15 when I watched it. And then years later, my husband took me to the Museum of Death. Have you seen that? I haven't. <gasps> That's in That's L.A. That's in L.A. That's good shit right there. That It's in an old bank building. The very first room you go into is the serial killer room. And the walls are just papered with the news stories and stuff. And then he has, like, um, 
he has like these little cabinets and he has interview papers that he sent to various serial killers and they filled them out like personality quizzes like how do you view yourself oh i think wow. i'm shy yeah so he had like stuff from john wayne gacy and he had paintings from john wayne gacy he had several paintings from john wayne gacy and any, like, like murder weapons no no he didn't no. have any murder weapons but he had a lot of police photos oh, um ooh. he has police photos from especially from uh la murders that are not on the internet like he doesn't allow people to use their you, you have to cut your phones off and stuff before you go in because yeah. he has police videos from the dahlia murders from the manson murders from uh, a couple others that are like v stuff that's never that been everybody really wants to see everybody wants yeah. to see but it's never been released so yeah it's good stuff <laughs> it's good stuff <laughs> um it was really cool so you go in there and i was really worried about being in that bank vault i have a uh, i have an issue with being subdued but or like locked up so i, d I don't want anything to do with that and so i had to get out of that room pretty quick but then you start going around and he has like a funeral room so the funeral room is really cool like they have a casket and there's like a weird fake body in it but there's a video going that is a full-on autopsy it's somebody explaining like how it's done and just very graphic and opening wow. people up. yeah it's and they he has a little case with all like the funerary stuff that people use the makeup and the clay that they fix faces with there's pictures of like a guy with half a face and then the guy with his face and then a picture <laughs> of what he used to look like, you know, and how good the guy did. And then you keep going through. And then my husband and I were walking through it and we kept hearing this little jingle, 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 jingle. And it was freaking me out. And I'm like, there was nobody else in this building. It was me and Damon and the guy who run it. It's in L.A. It's off Hollywood Boulevard. It's in the worst part of town. It's in it's in a really bad part of town. And um, we were there after dark walking around when we got in there. And the guy has a dog in the building and it scared me. It snuck up because we were kept going where's what is that bell what is that bell and then eventually a basset yeah. hound went by us and scared the shit out of me anything would probably kind of yeah it was really yeah it was a, yeah it's a very it was very tense and then um yeah because when you come in the guy goes do you know what this is and you'll go yeah and he goes um you want to buy tickets to go to the museum and we're like yeah and he's like okay take a look at my friend here on the front of the desk and then we kind of bent down and looked and it's like some guy in a motorcycle accident who was just like <laughs> across the highway just smeared yeah oh, wow. yeah and like his face was here and like here and then some of it was over here and like there was a foot over there yeah it was really bad um so that's how that's the litmus test to get you in the door that's like can you take this can that's you take like, this can you handle mm-hmm Augrish, uh, <laughs> com, all that the, shit. Yeah, the jelly I, person smeared yeah. across the. <laughs> I tell you though, I've gotten uh, weaker about those sorts of things. The older I get, the less I can handle. But I kind of want to go back because well, you're like, oh, I'm probably getting closer. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting closer to that myself. Like, am I gonna switch over to? Well, I actually have a joke about like how Damon and I talk. He talks in nerd. I talk in serial killer. Like. Like, I'm just wondering when I'm going to just make that leap on over to the, like, okay, why are you backing out of the room? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, where are you going? <laughs> um, but it was, then you go through a hallway, and this is the best story that Damon and I tell people. So there was a couple, and the woman hated the husband, and the woman let her boyfriend in while the husband was asleep on his, like, lazy boy. The boyfriend comes in, kills the husband, then they proceed to cut him up, fuck take pictures of the body parts fuck with the body parts and then that they got rid of him then they took the film from a 110 camera to Rite Aid guess how they got caught <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah 
and all the pictures, it's, it's like a storyboard up on the wall, and you're just walking down the hallway going, wow, some people are fucked up. And then uh, the very end is a big screen live videos that people have caught. And yeah, it's, I don't, wow. yeah. and I'm like, you can't do that. I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I can't do the live. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I, I, that's why I have the Adams family tattooed on me. Of yeah, course I think if I was gonna do that, I would get like a digital camera, and like you could, yeah. <laughs> instead of, like, <laughs> instead of needing to get it developed. Like, yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> this was in the, the 80s. Oh, in the 80s. It was a 110 oh, okay. camera. Yeah, this, this museum, right. I don't think could really be done now because of the internet. No, yeah. That's, I'm wondering uh, if this guy's gonna go out of business. Maybe he could uh, start a website and just have all the shit there. <laughs> maybe d maybe he's m the man behind Augrish. Yeah. I can see why he wouldn't want to let some of the pictures go from, like, the Manson murders and stuff. I mean, those are the Dahlia murders. Have you ever seen those? No. Uh, do you know who that is? No. Um, this has gotten really dark. Um, the Dahlia <laughs> murders... Uh, uh, I actually went uh, as uh, the Black Dahlia one year for Halloween. She's the woman who got cut in half and drained, and they cut her from ear to ear, and they just found her kind of on the side of the Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, wow. You don't know that one either? No, I didn't that know. One's about that one's from the 1940s, 40s, something like that. So yeah. many interesting. <laughs> I love history. I love history. I love morbid history. I can't help it. So I, Yeah, I love, I love morbidity. Just in itself, like I could yeah. joke about death or like anything like that. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm highly inappropriate about death. Highly, highly inappropriate. I love it. Well, it, it, do you get? Do you do any jokes about death? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've I do some joke. I do jokes about suicide. I do some jokes about, uh, yeah, like uh, uh, I have done jokes on about Jeffrey Dahmer and like uh, Ed Gein and stuff and. Oh, uh, there's a whole Ed Gein room in that place. Yeah, there should mm -hmm. be. There he's, should he's be a special yeah. one. He's I, the man. I, from Wisconsin, like that's that's a pride for me. <laughs> Ed Gein is like he's a pride, and it makes he's me hometown mad. Hometown boy. Hometown yeah, boy. yeah. It makes me it makes me mad because he's. I mean, they based the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies on right. him, and he's not. He's in not Texas. from fucking Texas. Like, back off, Texas. We don't. <laughs> Leave our, that's our guy. You don't get to have him. He's a Wisconsin boy. He never even, he's, he was just a simple farmer in a skin suit. That was all. <laughs> he, and like, nipples. he didn't have, Texas was like, oh, they gotta, we gotta do everything big. So, oh, we're gonna, he's gonna have a chainsaw. Like, yeah. he didn't have a chainsaw. He, he just, just, yeah, he, he worked was just quietly in his home. Wisconsin farmer with a nipple uh, on his lamp, I guess. Just, you know, he liked, um, he liked nipple belts. I I've mean, seen photos of the stuff that was taken mm -hmm, out I have of his to, house, yeah. like the, the like skin chair and like all kinds of skin stuff. It's well, being from Wisconsin, there's hunters and stuff there. So yeah, yeah so have you been hunting? Like yeah, yeah, you got I've, hunters in your family, so you've yeah. seen a deer being dressed and hung up from a yeah, tree. Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've cut up deer. I've done that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, yeah. I've, Ed Gein had I've a butchered, yeah. Yeah, Ed Gein had a woman hanging in his living room like that. Oh, you know, how didn't I know that? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I've never oh. seen anybody split open like that. So, Wow. <laughs> wow. Wisconsin rocks. <laughs> uh, so this got really, really dark. Okay, so uh, yeah, how happens. are we going to turn this around? Uh, we got a few more minutes if you want to keep going. Yeah, it's or do you want to get the fuck out of here in this building that you're all alone with me in? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm not too scared yet. I'm still. Oh, pretty, you think you, you can know, take like me? <laughs> 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 There's no. Is that door locked? 
the door handle on this door keeps breaking. Oh, sure. That's what's going to happen. I'm going <laughs> to go to leave and the door handle's going to snap. I'm going to turn around and you're going <laughs> to. Nobody ever saw Brian Bixby again. He never showed up for his an performance. Mask. <laughs> It's like April. Where did you get that Brian Bixby like mask? That's great. You know, I'm not. I I don't worry about people killing me. I just if somebody kills me, it's like you know, good luck disposing that body. <laughs> Let me tell you, you got that's work on ahead your of you. hands. That's what I want to. I want to. Like I don't. I've talked. I I talk a bunch about like myself dying. Uh, just I do because, t- yeah. yeah, it's like like I was talking the other. I was saying the other day that I want to. Uh, like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna kill myself someday, but I don't want to do it like in secret, like in my garage. Like I want to do it, like somewhere where like a kid might find me. <laughs> like I want to do it. I want. <laughs> I don't want to. I want. You stand outside, I wanna die Jeffrey. Where I'm gonna be, people's problem. <laughs> like now, there's just there's a dead guy in the middle of the sidewalk. Like. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to die in like a hospital bed right next to the morgue. Like you're like, I know this guy eats people, so you're standing outside his house, like rubbing barbecue sauce on yeah. you. You're like, come get me, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I think did that turning around. I think that. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end. Um, I mean, really, child molestation is the only way we could make it better. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like. Uh, I like to joke about that too. I do too. <laughs> I, I do know too. What it, I have a I couple of I have a couple of pedophile jokes. Just uh, uh, and then uh, well, like in that I have one joke that I wrote recently that uh, that I'm working on, and it's kind of like it's something that's been overdone a bit, but I it's just like a one line, I, and I like the uh, punchline to it. So I don't know, but it's uh, like if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Like a lot of like. Uh, like we're very, it happens all the time, and we're very like how we're very lenient when women do it. Like like it's a woman could jerk off a thirteen year old boy, and we'll be like, "That is what is wrong with you. You can't." Now you have to jack me off. <laughs> like that's how very, dare you do that to a thirteen year old? I'm forty. <laughs> they should do it to me. Yeah, it's so I I might won't try to go somewhere with that, but I like that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to wrap up Bless Your Heart in a little different way than normal. I'm going to just go ahead and say this is coming out on July 7th. Um, You've been listening to Brian Bixby. He will be at Harvey's this weekend. He's performing at Portland's Funniest Person Contest on the 11th of July. At 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Go out and see that. I'm going to try to come out for that myself. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good show. And, like, I know, uh, yeah, we were talking about just with the classes and stuff, a lot of people on in that show are, we started around the same time. We're all kind of in the same class. and yeah, So that'll yeah. be fun that way. And it is. It's a good lineup. Good yeah, you got, you got some good competition, but I wish you luck. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you for coming to Blush Her Heart. Ah, uh, piss knuckles. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. 